0: Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by Steve and I made sure that I knew how to pronounce his surname, his last name, because I knew I was going to get it wrong. And his name is Steve Martile. Did I get that right, Steve? Boom! Perfect. Great. So happy with that. And listeners, Steve started as a mechanical engineer then made the, I suppose, the seismic jump to become a life coach. And today he runs a marketing agency that helps entrepreneurs build their businesses. And listen to this, Steve has 1.5 million plus views on his YouTube channel. And he's known for his seven-day manifestation experiment. So lots of things of intrigue there. Listeners, I know we're going to get some Good questions and some good answers out of today's episode. So, Steve, t- tell us a little bit first before we get into what we're drinking, etc. Tell us what made you jump from a mechanical engineer? Because ironically enough, I was a, a quantity surveyor in construction over here in the UK, and okay. the first coaching qualification I did was in construction, but it was life coaching because I wanted to get more out of the team that I was put in charge of. But tell us a little bit about your journey between mechanical engineering and life coach. Let's get started with that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's funny because as an engineer, you I worked for it as an engineer for 15 years, you get involved in construction as well. A lot of mm. construction contracts, working with contractors. So did a lot of that as well. Um, actually, my first marketing client was a construction company. I was like, I can do this marketing thing for construction companies. They were like yep. all around me. I'm working with them. And so that's why I got into the business. But to backtrack, so we'll go back quite a while, 15 or so years. I was in a job in Toronto working as a mechanical engineer, and I had this kind of two parts of me that were pulling me. One was pulling me to be like more authentic to who I was, to explore, to have more adventure, to to feel like to do things that excited me to grow. And the other part of me is like, no, no, just stay in the job that pays well. uh, You know, pay, pay your mortgage and bills, keep your wife happy. And a part of me, a big part of me, this is really interesting because I didn't realize this until a few years ago, I felt indebted to my parents because they paid for my engineering degree. So I felt like I can't just leave because and going to life coaching with this engineering degree. So so the transition took more time than I'd wanted, but that was a big reason. I felt this guilt. I'm like, I can't just leave. So um, what was interesting is once I finally let go of that, boom, everything started to really run for me. But that was the initial tension I had inside. And so at first, I started doing a couple courses, some self development stuff, went to some trainings. Yes. Yeah. Went to this one training in Toronto. The woman uh, that was running the course basically broke us up into smaller groups of six. And so we had like these mini groups, and each week we would come together, and there would be a coach, one person out of the six, that yeah. would coach us on our goals, our dreams, whatever it is that we were working on. So for me, it was like, I got to get out of this job and I want to do this life coaching thing. And so what was really fascinating, maybe serendipitous is that the woman who was running our little mini group of six didn't show up the second week. And then we found out she quit. So we needed a leader, someone to run the group. Now I didn't want to be a leader, but Mm -hmm. I loved coaching. So I'm like, I'll do it. And that got me into coaching. And I did it for a year and I absolutely loved it because it was better than breathing. It was just, I just, I was like, this is me. So a year goes by, I get my first coaching client. I start building the practice slowly, but that, that was originally what got me to get out of engineering was this internal tension of like, okay, I want to do what's right and what I'm taught to do and what everything that I've learned. But I also have this other side of me, this nuanced kind of side of me. That's like, no, no, there's other things that you can do to grow and experience.
0: Like do you that. think, Steve, I mean, because I think that's probably a, a quandary that many of us have, have been in and many of the listeners will definitely connect with that. But do you feel looking back that there were principles that that your parents not only gave you themselves, but through giving you that gift of the education that those principles have not just being able to be used in mechanical engineering, but in the life coaching and other aspects of your life as well? Because I certainly feel 100%. that, yeah, the majority of the learning wasn't about the content of how I measured a foundation. It was getting my mind to work in certain ways, thinking different ways. Problem solving and puzzle solving was a big part of it, which now is such a big part of what I do as a coach. Was that the same for you as well?
1: Yeah, the coaching experience, absolutely. You know, it gives me a deeper uh, innate sense of how to communicate with people at all levels. Like I remember like after taking this course, uh, like within probably a year, I I had enrolled or influenced the CEO of the company. And I was like 29 at the time to Mm -hmm. spend 250,000 on this very specific network it pro project. And I came into that meeting and I was like, I love this <laughs> yeah. because I knew the project was going to be, and they were trying to do it for 10 years and they couldn't get it and they spent millions of dollars. I'm like, give me a quarter million and we'll be able to do it. And he was convinced and he, he signed the check and we did the project and it was a big success. And so that came after the training and the coach, I was like, okay, I knew how to communicate with people at different levels. So that was one of the things. And of yeah. course I learned a ton from my parents. I always tell my parents, I got the best of both worlds. I got the best for my mom, and the best for my dad. And that. Boom, that's me. So yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
0: Yeah. Great. So what was the transition then between life coach and marketing agency? Tell us a little bit right. about that. And then we'll talk about coffee. I promise you listeners we will get to coffee or whatever it is that Steve drinks. We'll get to that in a moment. But you know, I think there's such a, an interesting story behind each of these steps. So just tell us a little bit about that shift.
1: So I'm, I'm working as a life coach and I'm not making very much money because I don't know how to build a business.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And so I am, uh, we went in a lot of debt that year. I remember because trying to pay bills, mortgages, like we, I made like, I think I made $2,000, $3,000 the first year. It was like, you know, go from a $60,000 paying job or 70000 to that. And my wife was pissed <laughs> and she was upset with oh, me bad. and I don't never blame her. I never blame her for that. But I got in this space of being like, really, um, I was happy because I was doing what I wanted. Now, the problem was I wasn't making money do it. I had to learn the business skills. And once I learned the business skills, that's, you know, today it's made a massive difference because I'm like, I love what I do, but I'm earning money. So I hadn't learned the business skills. So at one point, this is about 18 months into this debt, you know, this period of, of taking on this debt. I pulled my bank statements with my wife and this, it was a summer and I was like, okay, we got to look through this. And I finally looked at the bank statements. I haven't been months. I, hadn't, I was avoiding it. Yeah. So I was sitting there with her and I'm like, okay, I got to go back and get a job. So I got a job, but this is what the way I found the job was in the reason I wrote the book, right? The seven day manifestation experiment, yeah. because I'd always believed in this higher power, this principle that you can create what you want. But now this was the real test because I wasn't didn't want to go to get any job. If I was going to go back and work, I was like, okay, I want to go back and get a job that will make me happy. So what I would do every morning is I would practice being happy, seeing myself in the job. And that looked a certain way for me. Now, nothing happened for about three weeks. And I was just doing that. I applied a couple jobs, but nothing kind of like was insane. Didn't feel right to me. And then we go, my wife and I drive back home to from Toronto to this, where we live now, about four hours north of Toronto, during the Canadian Thanksgiving, and I get a phone call and it's a recruiter. And they're like, there's a position in Sudbury where we were going for Thanksgiving and uh, the owner would like to meet with you this weekend. So a week later, after I do that interview, I end up getting an offer, $10,000 relocation signing bonus paid off some of the debt and I went back working as an engineer, but I was doing sales and engineering and some coaching in it. Right. Okay. The reason that I say this was different than any other job I applied for is because I used the principles I talk about in the book. And then this came out after this idea that you could create your world and do it in seven days came out after. And it was a video that I published in 2013 that's got over 460,000 views now on YouTube. But after that, Like I said, engineer, got into construction, working with these construction companies fast forward a few years. And I realized that like one of the things they could really use is a consistent set of new business. So I started doing some marketing for this one company. First it started to, they just pay me hourly on the side. Then it became something where they were, I was invoicing them monthly. And then it grew to like from one client to four clients, a hundred thousand a year, just like that and four clients. And I was like, I quit my job. I left. I was, I completely went. You know, So it happened over a period of years, but um, that's that's how it started. That's how I made that transition. Yeah,
0: great story. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the manifestation experiment a little bit later on. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you drink during the working day. You know, uh, Are you a coffee drinker, tea drinker? Give us a bit of an idea of what you drink and, and why.
1: So morning is uh, usually water and lemon juice, and yeah. that's uh, clean out the liver basically every morning. So I start fresh clean up the liver. Um, I stopped drinking coffee maybe two, three years ago. I'll have the odd coffee when I meet with a friend or someone once a month, but I don't drink coffee and I drink tea at night. And other than that, just water and that's it.
0: Yeah. So when you go out for a a coffee with a a friend, is there any particular place or any particular coffee that you like, that you enjoy as a special treat?
1: Yeah, well, in Canada, right, maple syrup. So we have this maple latte. So it's a latte with maple syrup. It's fantastic, and that's what I'll usually get. It's like drinking a dessert.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm I'm so pleased uh, over here in Starbucks uh, in the UK. They, for the first time ever, I've seen it. You know, I'm a big Starbucks fan, as most of the listeners know. But they've done salted maple syrup and caramel, and it is just to die for. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. you know, I I love all things maple syrup. Yeah, you know, I've always got a you know squirty tub of it in the in the cupboard. But yeah, salted uh, I think salted maple, I mean, you yeah, salted caramel and maple or salted maple and caramel, but whichever way it's absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, I'm with you on that one, definitely. So you've you've got these 1.5 plus million views on YouTube. I think the listeners wouldn't forgive me if I didn't ask if you've got anything that you can share with the listeners about YouTube. You know, it's one of those channels sure. that I've never really stepped much into. I, I post things on YouTube, but I don't push things on YouTube. And because of that, I don't get much traction on it. Uh, any, anything that you've done that's you can share with listeners that has been significant for you in that area?
1: Okay, yeah. You know, so what's interesting is... Um, I'm going to give you kind of like three different things. So one okay. is the YouTube channel is like this kind of this, I won't say the spiritual side of my business and is the reason I created the book, right? Like, like I mentioned, um, uh, I've got another book that's coming out, which is a, a a spiritual book as well. So I have this business I run and that was why I started the YouTube channel, yep. but I have another business that I'm a partner in, which is on the marketing side. Right? So the spiritual side of the business, when I started creating the videos, I think it's more for me personally, I was like, the message is more important than the medium. I was like, I just had things to say and share, even as yeah. I was learning and growing. And I'm like, I always have always believed I'm like, this is more important that I share it than I not share. it. If I don't share it, I kind of overcame myself really quickly. I think, you know, I had the fears, what are people gonna say? Am I gonna get negative comments? That was years ago. Yeah. Now I could care less if people say I get spammers, you get people that are, you know, that's fine. I, I don't really care. But Cause I'm true to the message. But if you have a message that you believe is really important, focus on the audience, focus on what you're going to do for them. Focus on what value you're going to bring to them. If you do that, you get out of the way and then you'll start creating content. So that's, so I was going to say create content, but for a lot of people, they get in their own way of creating the content. And that's do, how I get yeah. over it. I focus yeah. on who's going to get this, what's going to be valuable from it. And what can I do for them? And so I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about them and I will picture specific people that like resonate with my content. If someone like it's funny, my mom just like, she's really into my book. And I was like, (laughs) this isn't something she would have been into even two years ago. So it's really interesting. So so picture the person you're speaking to, when you create the content, I know it sounds so simple, but that's going to get you creating more, and then just create content. Now, the other thing is, so that's two things. The third thing is, and this is the reason I believe the seven day manifestation experiment, that video has got almost a half a million views. Is it in the video? I share something practical. I'm like, I share these three steps. And at the end of it, I'm like, what the last step is, once you've gone and done these first two steps, I want you to come back and let me know what happened at step number three in the comments below. And that's when people started commenting. But it wasn't like, what's your opinion? Like I see that a lot with YouTube videos. Now it was like a very little do this thing. Let me know how it went and then come back and let me know in the comments. And then, pe- like, it's got thirteen hundred comments. It's like people were actively doing this, and because they were gaining a benefit from doing it, or maybe not, um, the people that were benefiting it started sharing it, and so that kind of that's when things started really to roll. Yeah. Um, but that, at a basic level, that's what I suggest if you're going to create an any platform is just to make sure it's valuable for someone by giving them something practical to do and get them to come back.
0: Yeah. And comment, and, and that's what we do on the podcast. We always ask people, you know lessons are learned lives have been changed by some of the guests on the podcast and we know that because people have let us know in the comments and they've emailed me and messaged me directly so definitely i think, and three great tips i think the thing i took away from that steve in particular is that the message is more important than the medium and if you believe your message has real value if you make it so important that you are doing such a disservice to the audience by not broadcasting it why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just get it out there? Yeah, I love that. Three great tips, listeners. Absolute masterclass there. Um, so, is there anything else that's been significant in the the lead up to the to the book that you've mentioned, the Seven Day Manifestation Experiment? Were there any significant mm. steps? Did it just <laughs> happen? You know, give us a, give us a little bit of a an idea and a little bit of uh, insight into the book as well.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to share two transitions that I made after I started working with the construction companies and marketing. So the first was after about 18 months working with these construction companies, I was doing a lot of marketing for them through LinkedIn's platform and they changed how they run the platform. So I couldn't offer that service anymore. So literally woke up one day and I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going (laughs) to do? Now what I've realized from this process is I'm okay being in the unknown. Like I literally was in that space for about three or four days and I was just like, "Okay, just be with it. Just like sit with it, just accept it for what it is. You can't serve these clients anymore. And that's when I got an idea and I executed that idea. And six weeks later I had a new client in another business that was like purely generating business leads for people through LinkedIn. Now I went to that business for two years. And that this was different and not that LinkedIn changed anything. I got a client and so this is about 14, 15 months ago. Yep. His name's Travis, I'm generating leads for him. He's been a client for a long time. In January of this year, he comes to me, he runs a publishing business. And so what he does is he helps you write, publish and market your book. So right. he says to me, man, I've had like 120 sales calls since last year, or summer of 2021 to January of 2022 and because so we're doing our job but he yeah. wasn't doing his job he only closed four or five and I, I said what are you saying on these sales calls <laughs>
0: yeah, I have yeah. a lot of the
1: sales experience because I'm a coach and it's funny I was talking to my mom about this I'm like I'm a coach but I'm like sales is coaching if you do it, it right it's yeah, not yeah. selling
0: absolutely completely agree.
1: so I get on a conversation with him I'm like let's have a conversation so I said you're not closing these leads. I'm like, let me jump on some calls with you. And I said, just give me 10% of whatever you close. So we jump on four or five, we close like two right away. And then I said, you know what, after I I was like, I could really use help with my book. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So he helps me with the book. So he's helping me with the book. It takes me, I start uh, May 1st the draft May 31st I'm done the draft 19,000 words June wow. I go into editing editing the final manuscripts done at the end of June then we did a bit of formatting cover design blah 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 boom it was literally published like three four weeks ago so you know four or five months to get the whole thing done I was like man your process is so like slick I'm that like you know that's
0: that's incredible
1: yeah, and I'm already working on my second book. So I said, you know what, man, I said, I will happily do these sales calls. I don't need you on the calls anymore. I said, just, you know, we'll, we'll just change what you give me as a percentage. I'm happy to keep doing them. I realized he wasn't very good at sales. Like he just didn't have like, you know, I'm NLP trained neuro linguistics programming. And I've got a lot of experience in background sales, but I got this sensitivity that I look for. and I Keywords tell me where that person's in their nervous system, like where they're in decision-making process. And so anyways, I just started doing that. And so we partner together and that's what I've been doing a lot with him right now. But the reason I share that is because when I left the construction company, there was this six week period where there's was like no money coming in. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I start this new business. Then two years later, I have to go through it again with this business. Voluntarily, I left the old business, although I have still two clients in the old business, but now I'm working full-time doing this as a sales coach role with him, but the sales were slow in the beginning and then eventually they started to come. So I think one thing that's really clear to me is that you gotta be okay to be in the place of unknown and not know what's gonna happen next. A lot of people don't like that. That's why they work in a job or that's why they work in a business that they stand because it's predictable and consistent and it's always like there's no volatility. But you gotta be prepared for volatility if you're gonna make a transition like that. And each time I've done it, it's like you gotta be okay with the fear of the unknown. So, anyways, I just thought I'd mention that.
0: But, but I think that is so relevant. You know, at the point we record this, certainly here in the UK, you know, it feels like chaos and unknown all around us. You know, we've got politicians that have no idea what they're doing. We've got financial statements being reversed and taxes being cut and then taxes being raised. You know, so many people listening to this, even when it goes out, will probably be in that period of unknown and it's very hard to sit and just be still in that period because the whole chaos is a bit like a tornado around us isn't it 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 has this uh, capacity to whip us up into activity and chaos in ourselves what would you say to people that say it's okay saying just sit there and be in the unknown but yeah is, is there a way in which they can actually be more present and perhaps fight that kind yeah. a battle they've got with themselves with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to share a story first then I'll share what you, mm, what you can do something practical. So during my engineering days, as I was working, I got laid off from this one company and I panicked because we had a massive, you know, like I think it was three, four thousand square foot home. To me, that was massive for the paycheck I was getting. And my wife was working part time and I was like, okay, we got to, I got to take care of this. So I panicked a bit. And so what I did is I ended up taking the first job I got two weeks later. I worked in that job for two weeks and I remember going in the first day. I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad or whatever. And then by Wednesday, the owner yelled at me, I was like, okay, that's fine. That one time I'll let it, I'll let it slide. The next day he's in the conference room. He's throwing erasers and pens. He's on the phone and he's just like, like, this guy's crazy. The next week, it's Wednesday again, this is the second week, he calls me up and he says, um, did you get the quote or the estimate for the concrete uh, contractor?" And I said, no, he lost it. He lost it on the phone wow. And then he hung up on me and I was like, I'm out of here last night. I went home right out a resignation letter on Friday went into HR and I said, here you go. I dropped off the brand new truck they bought me, the laptop and the phone had this huge sense of relief and the HR director is like, is it him? Is it the owner? And I'm like, yeah, she's like, okay. (laughs) And I drove off and I had no prospects, no money, no idea what the hell I was going to do. And what did I do? I've been meditating for 12 years, right? So at that point, maybe like, I don't know, half a dozen years. I literally went home and I meditated and I got centered. And I got a place where inside I had stability. See, the thing is, if you go and start taking action, when you have emotional instability inside, you're going to bring it from the outside, right into you. You're going to pull it right in because everything on the outside of you is a match of what's on the inside. So what I did is I got centered. I breathe. I exercise, I ran, I did things Mm -hmm. that would get me into nature. And did I worry? you know, where's the money going to come from? I'm like, yeah, but the, this is, you have to have perspective too, right? It's like, when you leave this life, you're going to leave and you're going to go somewhere. Some people don't believe that if you're atheist, that's fine. But I personally believe you're going to go somewhere, your energy, your soul is going to go somewhere and you're going to look back and you're going to say that was a really good game that life. Yeah, I yeah. had. I yeah, yeah. So that's the perspective I had at that point. I'm like, it can't get any worse. I'm like, it's just a game anyways. I can create it the way I want it, but I have to get centered first. See, the thing is, if you're in a place of like negative or instability or emotional, like ups and downs, that's down here. Okay. You want to get to center, which is here. Once you're at center, then you can create your intentions, which is up here, which I talked about in the book, but not before what most people are trying to do is create something from down here. And the problem with that is that your match for whatever's on the outside, is a match matching the inside. So I got centered, I got quiet. And you know how fast I got an opportunity? Literally three days later, I get a call, it was a Monday, and this guy calls me, his name's Scott, and he goes, I heard you're, uh, you became well-recommended, and I'd love to meet with you. I met with him Tuesday, signed, got a job offer. I said, I remember when I went in, I said, I can't work full-time for you. I said, because I have this other business, I had started the marketing business at yeah. that time, and I wanted to focus on it. So I can work full-time, but I can do part-time. He goes, you know what? That works for me because he goes, what if I have to lay you off? So I work contract for him. And then Perfect. boom, that's when things really started to take Perfect. off.
0: It's, it's interesting. As you, as you were talking, uh, um, I was on a group call with some coaches the other day. And one of the coaches that I coach was telling us of a success of signing clients up. And I asked him, can you share with the other coaches on here what's been the success? And she said, yeah, I stopped chasing it. She says, and as soon as I stop chasing the need for clients, as soon as I stop being desperate to go out there and get clients, clients are coming to me. And you know whether she did it purposefully, uh, I'm pretty sure she probably hasn't read your book. She certainly should do. But she she will have found that that calm because she was the chaos that was chasing chaos, and she wasn't getting anywhere with it. So yeah, completely understand that completely and, and so, just to
1: build on yeah. that Simon too, before yeah. we get to your next question. When you, when you get to a place of acceptance with whatever emotion that's driving you insane to take these, you know, actions and to do things, once you get to a place to acceptance and you're like, okay, I feel this way, but I'm not going to do anything about it. What happens is you get really present to the emotion. You get present to that feeling inside. And what happens is like this need, this need for whatever. And you get present to it what happens if you can just watch it for a little bit this is more about my second book what happens is eventually it will go away and you don't have that need anymore and now you have real freedom because you can make choices based on what you want versus what the unconscious body wants to do
0: yeah and for me you've hit something very important there because my definition of success in all the years i've been in business and as a coach is success is about having freedom of choice now, it's not financial freedom. It's not. It's, it's actually being able to choose each and every day how you live the day. The sparrows, the birds in the trees, whatever it is, they live for today and they choose today. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have plans, etc., but we need a freedom of choice. And that's, that's true success when you can make choices. So that's great. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So um, if people want to find out more about you, you've mentioned you've got a book out already. So please tell people where they can get a copy of that. Tell us a little bit about the, the new book. Just give us a bit of an insight into how we can connect with you and reach out to you a little bit more.
1: Okay. So you can obviously find this on Amazon, the Seven Day Manifestation Experiment.
0: Um,
1: yep. It's a I I think it's 158 pages, a smaller book. It you could probably read it in a few hours or like a few weeks. I've got the audiobook as well that's going to be released later this week. There's a Kindle or PDF as well. So anywhere right. on Amazon, dot. Yep. C dot Dot uh, co. UK for the any Brits, obviously. CA for Canada, com yep. for uh, Americans in Australia. So, like, it's that's the first place that yeah. I would go. Poof. If you can't find it on there for some reason, you can go to seven day and I have all the hot links in there. When you get the book, not only do you get the book, but I give away a free uh, meditation as part of it. Um, oh, okay, if that's of interest to people, there's a yeah. QR code in the book and right. they call it the magic manifestation. I won't get into that a huge into it cause it's more a soderick, but I got to mention this because I want to give credit where it's due. There was a woman that I started watching and reading about her books about how she was channeling Nikola Tesla. And I'd heard about this before. And he's the one that created the meditation that was in her book. I took that meditation and created it for you so that you could follow along because the meditation wasn't available, just a written version of it. So it's yeah. a live meditation. You just sit there, listen, hit play, and you can yeah. listen to me walk you through it.
0: Great. Great, and the new book give us a little bit of a sneak preview into what that's about. What when's it coming?
1: Yeah, it's called Breathe. Uh, I haven't still working on a subtitle, something like you know how to release past traumas and yeah. basically the past. Um, I had a client that I worked with about six months ago, an IT woman, and she had insomnia. Okay, and so she comes to me and she's like, "Insomnia." I said, "Okay, well, when did the insomnia start?" And she said about a year ago. I said, well, what happened? I guess she has a one year old and the one year old was in his bed, but her husband had kind of woken up in a panic that panicked her. And then any since that time and point in time, she's kind of woke up feeling unsafe in her body. So then she couldn't sleep. Okay. So what I did is I took her into a deep trance. We basically went through, except, got to a place where she could accept that feeling of being unsafe in her body. We came out of the meditation. It was about an hour process. I said, do you feel safe in your body? She said, yeah, I feel safe. Now I do. I said, okay, great. And I said, well, let's talk in a week. We'll see how you're doing. So a week later, we got to jump on zoom again, and we're on the call. And she says, I said, hi, how, how's it been going? She goes, I've been sleeping through my alarm. And I said, well, good. <laughs> well. It's probably because your body is trying to catch up from a year of not having sleep. Yeah. And so my book breathe is about how you can use breath and there's a couple other techniques I have to balance the energy in the body to release the past. Perfect,
0: perfect, great. Well, um, hopefully you'll give us uh, the links to that and we can uh, promote that uh, in whatever way we can as well. So that sounds great. So coming to the final couple of questions then, Steve, if I can, um, if you could give the listeners and you are giving us, as, as all our guests do, so many tips and so many lessons already, but if you could give somebody something that they could take away from today that they could do something with you know you talked about the youtube video we want people to give us comments that say i listen to steve's podcast and this is what i did with it what would you ask the listeners to take away from today's episode
1: you know i mean because this applies to anything in your life i would go to the video that the book is based on yep on youtube just look up seven day manifestation experiment uh my name and watch the video, yeah, and then yeah. do what it says. And the reason I say that is because it doesn't matter if you want to create a business, more sales, a new partner in life, travel the world, whatever you want to do. I mean, like my wife and I were in Florida last year for seven months, and then we were in Idaho skiing. And it's like you can live with the dreams of your you know life, your dreams. You can do what you want, but you've got to be aligned with it internally. So yeah. I would say start there, yeah. and then see what happens. And if guess what? If you do it for seven days and nothing happens you can always have your old life back yeah
0: let me share a a quick story with you steve because i'm i'm you know i'm so uh passionate about what you're talking about here um we'd never had horses okay and circumstances in life meant that we ended up with two horses and we went to see pat pirelli natural horsemanship and we sat at this exhibition my wife and i and we said wouldn't it be great to buy a house where we could have the horses at home and whilst we were there we created a picture of what we wanted this home to look like okay and we sketched it out and we got some images on our phones and put them together and we said right okay we're going to do this and we're going to have that house and we're going to have that house within five years we did that and i remember the day because it was our wedding anniversary as well on the 22nd of august we moved into that dream house, which item by item was the same as the picture we created. We moved into that dream house on November the 11th of the same year. It took, and that's including all the legals, all the dealing, getting all the finance. We did it from the 22nd of August to the 11th of November by visualizing and manifesting what it was that we wanted to move into and we've been in that house and this is now is the longest house we've ever lived in and it's a great home so yeah definitely grab a copy of the book just give us the website where we can get the book and the, yeah. the title of the book again
1: seven day com, and all the links to amazon are in there perfect
0: perfect and a great tip to take away as well so final final question if you were going to have your next water with a Bit of lemon juice, and I like to have a little bit of, <laughs> li- little bit of honey in mine as well. Keeps the froth going. A boring going. drinker. Yeah, no, no, that's good. It's good to keep the the body healthy. If you're going to have that next drink with somebody that you have always wanted to meet but never had the chance, who would that person be, and where would you be having that drink?
1: It's funny. The first person that came to mind, he's passed away. It was Wayne Dyer. Um, got a hot lot of respect for his work and what he's done when he was here. So I can't think of anyone right now. I'm, no, that's I'm, a good, honestly, that's, 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 that's yeah. a good
0: thing. So that's, that's good. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have yeah. to be, I didn't say they had to be alive.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. So Wayne Dyer. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you've shared so much and giving us so many insights into the journey that you've been on and listeners, you know, check out uh, Steve and let's just, Make sure we spell that last name, so if people are searching for you correctly, if you can just spell that out for us, that'd be good.
1: Yeah, so it's Steve Martile, M-A-R-T-I-L-E. And honestly, if you look up Seven Day Manifestation Experiment on YouTube and not challenge, like not Seven Day Manifestation Challenge, a lot of people started taking the video and calling it a challenge and say, I saw this guy, Steve Martile, or whatever they were calling me, and then call it a challenge, and I know it's an experiment. Experiment. Because you don't know if it's gonna work or not, and there's no attachment. Perfect.
0: So listeners, you know exactly where to go. You know who to reach out to and grab a copy of the book, The Seven Day Manifestation Experiment, and look out for the new book as well. We're all sitting on the edge of our seats now, waiting for that new book to come out. And uh, yeah, such a, an insight you've given us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Awesome, Simon. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: And listeners, as always, we've talked about it already. Leave us a review. But most importantly, tell us What difference this made to your business and your life? What have you done differently because you listened to this podcast and you took action on what Steve has shared today? That's the best reward that you can give us for the time that we've given you by putting these things into action. And as always, I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.